Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Uh, month after month after month, we've been talking about inflation as it steadily ticks up. We've been talking about interest rates as they steadily go up too. And every time we report the numbers around inflation, they're always described as higher than we've seen in 40 years. It hasn't been like this since the 80s. And it's true, it hasn't. Um, so what was going on back then? Are there similarities? Are there differences? Can we draw any parallels? We're going to chat now with James Orlando, our senior economist with TD Bank. Uh, James, thanks for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Happy to be on. Thank you. Okay, so let's sort of put the parameters in place here. We're talking about 70s and into the 80s, right? That's when we saw really high inflation. First of all, how high did inflation get? What kind of numbers were we talking about then? Well, when we compare it to that time period, so there's two time periods of really high inflation, two real peaks that happened, one between 1971 and 76, and another time period from 1977 to 83. In both of those time periods, inflation got above 12% on a year-over-year basis. So compare that to the 8.1% that we got this week. And so we're not there with respect to getting to that 70s and 80s level of inflation, but we're getting close and we're inching up. Um, So the question for a lot of people and a lot of people's minds is, are we going to return to those time periods of very high inflation that really hit Canadians hard back then? Exactly. And before we get into that, let's talk about interest rates, too, because we're talking a lot about how they've gone up to more than 2% already this year. But still, compared to where they got back in the 80s, this is nothing, right? I mean, they topped 20%. Yeah, and not even close. So, you know, most... uh when you look at market expectations for the Bank of Canada policy rate by the end of this year, we're looking at like 3.5%, 3.75%, so higher than we are right now. But in that first time period of uh, high high inflation, the policy rate by the Bank of Canada got to 9.5%, so way more than what we have right now, three times more than what we have right now. Um, Whereas in the late 1970s and early 80s, we actually got to 21% on the Bank of Canada's uh, policy rate. So just, uh, you know, we're not even in the same ballpark here. Unbelievable. It really is. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the similarities. I mean, there's so many different factors that go into what contributes to inflation like this. Are there similarities between now and what we saw back in those two inflationary periods in the 70s and 80s? Yeah, so we've been characterizing this as the the same song, new tune kind of inflation story, where the drivers of inflation that we have right now, all the stuff that's really um, leading inflation higher in Canada, uh, were some of the same factors that drove inflation during that high inflation, stagflation time period of the 70s and 80s. And what what I point to is the fact that we had a big surge in food prices, and a big surge in transportation prices. And when I say transportation, uh, the big one in transportation is uh, gasoline. So, you know, prices at the pump. And so anyone that's either gone to a grocery store, I'm assuming, uh, you know, you and I both have, mm-hmm. and pretty much all of your listeners have, and everyone that's driving by gas stations is seeing the prices changing pretty substantially. And those were, in fact, the exact drivers of inflation that we saw during the previous time periods. And so although inflation isn't as high and things aren't as bad as what we had back then, 
they are the same factors that are moving. And these are very emotional factors for people. Um, things that we buy often, prices that we see change often, hit us more emotionally, so they stick with us. And so that changes our perception of inflation much more than, say, every time I buy a washing machine, you know, every few years. What about differences? There's some key differences, too. I mean, like you say, a lot of similarities, but it's not exactly the same, right? Well, it, just based on, on the size of, of the move, right? So on the food side, you know, we have inflation pushing, you know, 8 9%, right? Yeah. Um, whereas um, during that time period, both, uh, both time periods, inflation was pushing around 20%. So you know the the move in food inflation wasn't there yet. Um, on the transportation side, gasoline prices have moved tremendously fast. They've moved huge, right, over the last little while. Um, but on the transportation side, in general, um, we're not there yet with respect to the peak that we saw about twenty percent in nineteen seventy-seven to eighty-three. In terms of the interest rates, where did they start? I mean, we were at historic lows in terms of interest rates. And like you say, we're looking at, okay, let's call it 4% for the sake of a round number. Nowhere near the 21% they peaked out. Where did they start and how did they get that high? Well, so when we look at where, uh, where interest rates were before the cycle, you know, we do this thing called uh, the Bank of Canada's Monetary Conditions Index. And so that takes into effect where were interest rates before um, adjusted for inflation. And so, you know, we got pretty low adjusted for inflation in Canada. So we were, when we're at the low for like zero policy rate for the Bank of Canada before, um, before everything starts happening, you adjust that for inflation. We got like a minus 6% level of, of policy rates. Um, that was about minus 7, minus 8%. Um, adjusted for inflation before things really started picking up in the 1970s. But one thing that I I would highlight is not just the fact that interest rates were low before things started, but the fact is how fast did the Bank of Canada respond when inflation started picking up? So what we found was that when you look back to that time period, the Bank of Canada was very slow because the Bank of Canada back then didn't do inflation targeting the way they do it now. They follow things like the money supply. Um, And when that's not working and inflation started to increase, the Bank of Canada was slow. So they took a, a few years to actually raise interest rates, whereas right now we're seeing one of the fastest interest rate cycles um, in mm-hmm. history, the, the idea of the Bank of Canada going from, you know, we started the year at 0.25%, we might end the year well above 3%. That move is historically fast. Um, and so the fact that Bank Canada is moving that fast means that they're being more aggressive attacking inflation. They're being, they're being more focused, trying to get ahead of it so we don't get to inflation like we had back then. Okay, I know you've got to run. So last one. Uh, how do you anticipate this ending? We know how it ended uh, earlier when they got to the 21% interest rates. A crushing recession. It did not go well. What are you anticipating this time? Well, not just a recession in, in the 70s and 80s, but the fact that we actually, during the different cycles we had, we actually had three different sessions in Canada, <laughs> like three different episodes of recession. So pretty significant for um, for what's going on. Um, the one thing we have going on for us right now, as I mentioned, is Bank of Canada is moving very fast, getting ahead, trying to get ahead of this. Um, it means that we actually might be in line for what we call a soft landing. So being able to raise interest rates, yeah. bring down inflation without hitting recession, uh, without having the unemployment rate rise, without having millions of Canadians losing their jobs. And that's important. The fact that Bank of Canada is moving so fast, it could potentially avoid that scenario. And the other factor is, is that a lot of the drivers of inflation right now, as I mentioned, food, fuel, these are external things. These are supply-driven. They're geopolitical-driven. So if we actually start seeing a turn in some of these factors, which you know we might be getting evidence of that right now, a lot of the Bank of Canada's job will be done for them. 
and they will be able to not raise rates as much as you know you would think when you have 8% inflation. And you might be able to have less of an impact on the overall economy and get that soft landing, get more of a um, an easier situation for Canadians, such that you don't have to inflict so much damage on the economy to get inflation down. Yeah, interesting times. Um, James, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time.